This is the emergency medical minute. So, uh, so Alex spoke. Alex spoke first. So syncope, right? So syncope is a, some, something that we see a lot, and it's either it's most of the times pretty benign, but sometimes really, really bad, right? So can you guys name for me some life life threatening causes of syncope? PE, right? And big PEs, by the way, are mostly painless. If you've been working at this a long time, like the PEs that actually give people chest pain are usually once you've had a pulmonary infarct. So that's a PE that's sat around a long time. The lung is dying. The lung is inflamed. Those give you pain. But for big PEs that like suddenly someone drops, those are usually painless, at least in my experience. So don't rule out a PE based on lack of chest pain. Okay. So PE, what else? Triple A. Great. So triple A. Uh -huh. Someone has... AFib or arrhythmia, we'll just pop all those arrhythmias in together, right? The heart's not beating correctly or perfusing very well. That's bradycardias, that's tachyarrhythmias, that's ventricular tachycardias, that's ventricular fibrillation, right? What else? Someone has a severe headache. Stroke, right? And especially posterior strokes. Uh, so posterior strokes that affect your vertebral artery and basically your brainstem gets no blood. People will pass out and be in comas, right? Uh, aneurysm. Yep, basically aneurysm. Okay, so you know the big thing when I look at someone who has uh, who has syncope, my first question to them is, are you having pain with it, right? If they're having chest pain, you're thinking whether it's an aortic catastrophe. If they're having a headache, right? Are you th you're thinking, well, do they have a subarachnoid hemorrhage if it started before their the their syncope, or if they fell and hit their head and now they have a headache? That's a totally different ballgame. Uh, but then the big thing that we actually worry about is cardiac related arrhythmias. Um, do you guys remember what what the chest score was? or the San Francisco syncope rule. So for a long time, we've had all these rules that try to help us figure out whether someone's low risk and we can send their butt home, or they're high risk and they need to come in the hospital. And we've actually created these several rules, the Rose rule, the chest, the chest 65 rule, et cetera, all of which performed pretty poorly. In fact, in, in the case of the San Francisco syncope rule or the chest rule, around one in every 250 people we sent home died, which is not great, right? Uh, we, we definitely want to do a little better than that. So thank God there's Canadians up north and they have an integrated healthcare system and they do these big meta-analyses of tens of thousands of people. And they actually came out recently in the last, uh, I think, year or two with the Canadian syncope rule. And this is a rule that's actually really good at predicting who's low risk. Uh, at the lowest risk category, you have less than a 99.2% chance of an adverse outcome if you score like negative on everything. And it's nice too because it allows you to put clinical judgment into it so, for example, if someone has what sounds like vasovasal syncope, uh, you know, they were in a hot room or they were having an emotional experience or they were scared and then they felt flushed and then they passed out, you know, that's a pretty benign cause of syncope. All of us would recognize that as vasovagal syncope. Um, that actually takes off points from your overall score. Um, so, basically, to do this, you just need a few things. You need vital signs. So, if the patient is hypotensive or really hypertensive, that's a, that's a point. You need, uh, you need an EKG, and there's actually three or four things that we look at at the EKG. And then you actually just need to talk with the patient and get a good history. And from that, you can go to MD-Calc or anything and calculate a score. And a score that's less than two is low risk. You usually send them home, and they do great. A score that's between, I think, is like two and five is medium risk. And then five and above, I believe, is high risk. Uh, and at the highest risk, if you have 11 total points, that's like an 80% chance that they're going to have a bad arrhythmia uh, during the course of uh, the next 30 days. And at the, at the end, for medium risk, it's great because it kind of farts out a score for you, and you can go in and use that score. You have a 12% risk or a 5% risk of something bad happening to your heart. Are you comfortable going home? And if patients are, then you have some shared decision-making around a common and easy-to-understand number.
So Canadian syncope rule seems like the best rule out there. And, uh, and yay Canadians. Emergency Medical Minute is and always will be about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.